John Grisham. Take one, three, two, one. Hey, Barry Poe here, America's Best Crime Writer. Wandy was here a minute ago, now she's gone, she may be back. Beautiful night outside. We're inside our palatial studio right here in beautiful downtown Fulcroft. Talking about John Grisham tonight, one of the most prolific, most successful writers of my generation. He started out as a lawyer in Mississippi, specializing in criminal defense and personal injury litigation. And that background spawned several of his plots. He was so successful that when I was putting my website together a couple years back, I visited his website looking for ideas. Thought it would be a great model to emulate. First thing that caught my eye was his banner. Right there underneath his name, America's Favorite Storyteller. All in caps. Not sure if bullshit popped into my mind first, or the names of Elmore Leonard, James Elroy, John D. McDonald, Ira Levin, and Harold Robbins. And not necessarily in that order. Sorry, John, but right off the top of my head, these five guys are my favorite storytellers. So the best you could be in my world would be Barry's sixth favorite storyteller. And that's when it hit me. If John Grisham can make shit up, so can I. And right there, in the blink of an eye, I anointed myself America's best crime writer. Started off as a spoof, but it caught on. And suddenly I branded myself America's best crime writer. I have John Grisham to thank for the inspiration. Thanks, John. Surprise. Here I am today. Got my Florida Gators jersey on. Lived in Florida for six years. I put that video together three years ago. This is one of my few appearances I'll be making on screen these days. I'm just not that photogenic anymore. And yet, I do need a shave. We're still in Fallcroft, but no longer in our palatial studio downtown. Now we're in our Sunshine Room studio in beautiful suburban Fallcroft. And as you can see, we're in no-frills operation. No fancy footwork, no fancy cameras, lighting, fake backdrops, or blue screens. You might even hear some ambient noises from time to time, or somebody playing a guitar. In other words, we're not trying to sell the sizzle, we're trying to sell the steak, i.e. good content, good crime content, both crime fiction and true crime. And right now, I'm here to introduce myself to you, Barry Bow, America's Best Crime Writer. And I believe the shoe fits. Whereas I readily admit that I'm not America's favorite crime writer, or America's best-selling crime writer, I do believe I am America's best crime writer. Because I've done many things in the crime world that most crime writers would never do, nor would they even consider doing, much of which we'll get into little by little as our relationship grows. Before crime shows gained popularity on TV, Detective Magazine sold 30 million copies every month, and that's where I got started. And those detective magazines published more than 100 of my true murder stories over the years. Murders perpetrated and committed in locales from coast to coast and on the Caribbean islands of St. Croix, St. Thomas, and Puerto Rico. In the process, I worked with some of the best homicide detectives in the world, with judges, with lawyers on both sides of the law, and with some of the bad guys too. I spent more than a year in courtrooms from coast to coast, 
In fact, I spent three months in court in Houston, Texas, as the head of Dick DeGaren's legal team on the Operation Lightning Strike case at the Johnson Space Center. A real eye-opener for me, because it showed me for the first time in my life how corrupt and how devious the FBI and some of its agents could be. By the way, Dick's one of the best criminal lawyers in the world. His most notorious client having been Branch Davidian cult leader, David Koresh. Another example of the FBI at its worst, in 1993, starting a 52-day siege at the Branch Davidian compound in Waco, then turning it into a fiery inferno and killing 76 victims, innocent men, women, and children, plus two unborn fetuses. While I was working with Dick in Houston, Warner Books was getting ready to publish my first book, Born to be Wild. That's why I hear the song playing in the background. The year was 1994, a classic saga about outlaw bikers, and still selling to this day. The book was later translated into German and published under the title, Der Wild. My agent was Connie Clawson. You probably don't know Connie. She broke into show business as an elephant girl with the Ringling Brothers Circus, later an acrobat, then an actress. And she did several TV commercials for Westinghouse and Coca-Cola before becoming a literary agent. She was the agent who made the deal to get Candace Bushnell's Sex in the City published. But Connie passed away in 1997. So I decided to go the indie route and switch to crime fiction to avoid any liability issues. Later, later, I'll get into my first two crime novels, Caribbean Queen and Innocent Man. The characters in my crime fiction are based on real people. The events and the crimes and the prosecutions are all based on real events and real crimes and real prosecutions that I've covered during the last 30 plus years in the crime field. As a result, my crime fiction rings true. So that's a good bit about me. Now let's get into my Steve Pye's second crime series. I'm going to kick things off with Steve. The series is inspired the series is inspired by Murder She Wrote, the classic crime series starring Angela Lansbury as Jessica Fletcher, a middle-aged female living in the fictional town of Cabot Cove in New England. Jess is a mystery writer and amateur detective who finds herself involved in murders. Then she helps the police solve the murders. Steve Paisecki is an aspiring mystery writer and amateur detective. Pushing 34 when the series starts, good-looking, he moonlights as an Uber driver to pay his bills. And he finds himself getting involved with murders through his riders. And then, like Jessica Fletcher, he helps the police solve the murders. Plus, since he's young and good-looking, he also finds himself getting involved in romantic situations. That's right. Each episode is a murder mystery slash love story. And since I'd love to see Steve Piasecki become a TV series on Netflix, Hulu, or Amazon, each episode is hard-hitting and concise. Moreover, through the magic of imagination, I put faces on my characters. And my imagination also has the ability to transform those actors back in time, if necessary, or bring them back to life, if necessary, to play my characters the way I see them. We're going to kick this off with Steve Parsecki's first adventure, Dead Stripper. By the way, like Steve, I moonlight as an Uber and Lyft driver. When I first started, I worked late nights. 
As a result, I picked up a lot of strippers at the end of their shifts and transported them home. And let me tell you, they tell me everything. And much of this first episode came straight from the mouth of one of the strippers I transported home one night. So I just took her words and mixed in creativity, imagination, and experience. So next time, we'll get into that stripper and kick it off with chapter one. By the way, I just changed the cover from one I love, this one, because everyone I needed to promote the book, Amazon, YouTube, Facebook, etc., said the cover violated its sexual standards. So I gave in the other day and changed it to this. And what balls I have. I had the effrontery to put myself on the front cover. That's right, that's me. Back when I was, oh, 42, 43. Because you see, that's who I envisioned as Steve Piasecki. Back then, I was an aspiring writer. And today, I moonlight as an Uber Lyft driver. The way I see it, perfect fit in my world. Thanks for stopping in. See you. And that's a wrap.